For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ooh, welcome back, sports fans, to another show of the Charity Stripe Podcast, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, in the water, do you believe? We have a great show for you guys today, NFL, college football, NBA. I'm here, Nikki Snacks is here, and Beanie Baby Toss Me the Rock to Sopless is in the house, so buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go, three, two, one... We're back. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws, cuz. The FRE, so 384. Coming hot at you guys in so 383. And I'm joined on this one by Alex Tosmirok, Kasopoulos, and Nicholas Snacks Kreider. Uh, I feel like a lot of people, not a lot of people, more people call Nick, Nikki Snacks than people call you Toss Me the Rock. But I did hear a Toss Me the Rock, Kasopoulos, today out of mm-hmm. one of our boys. So that was actually, I was like, oh. I like that. I miss that. I because we call each other that, but I, I was I was like, oh, it's nice to hear that. Do we think <laughs> today we were all together watching mm-hmm. the NFL games, but we also were with our boys, and we talk about our boys on the show all quite time. a bit. <laughs> In talking with one of our specific guy friends, don't mention his name though. Just that's well, that's that. what I wanted to talk to you guys about. Yeah. Do do the listeners want us to be naming these people? Because we we can. We, we can, can we can we can create some identities for these people that most of the time have uh, really crazy takes about the Boston sports team. I mean, we could always just give them that's what I'm uh, saying. Nick. Different names, right? Like yeah. Player X in Molly's game. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody knows that it's Toby Maguire, but at the end of the day, Player X. We could talk about Friend Y, Friend B. We could also give them different nicknames like Skittles, the McRib. Just like food names. Muffin. McRib is back. Did you guys know that? What's the schedule of the McRib? Is there a set schedule where it's like, hey, we're back? Is it like when they have it in stock, even like, is that what it is? Or there's like, is a set schedule and we're just not aware? You, you would think that if it's like a seasonal item, that the summer would be the time when they do bring the McRib back. Feels like a cookout kind of food, ribs, throwing them on the grill like a summer. Some boys are McRibs. Yeah. Yeah. Would you guys be pissed if you went to a 4th of July party and like, oh, food's going to be great. And the food that they brought out was just like a platter of McRibs. Never had to make ribs. So I don't know. Okay. Interesting. Nick toss. I, I don't think I'd be pissed, but only because I think that's funny. And I think I would appreciate the humor and also at what lengths they probably had to go to, to get a platter full of McRibs. Who, who was it? Who? I don't remember what team it was. It was a college team that won the national championship and they went to visit the white house and Trump had like McDonald's catered. Was it Clemson or Alabama? One of the two. It was, yeah, it was one of those two schools and people were like, they go to the white house and the meal they have is McDonald's horrible. And like, I think Trump's response was like, they're college students. Like they, they love this stuff. I mean, yeah, come on, completely out of touch. Like such a slouch, such a typical slouch move on his part. That sucks. Like you're expecting this sweet meal, and then you just get McDubbies, French fries. They have like Michelin star chefs, like in the kitchen. The best, the, whoever he wants. He's all. He's also like a billionaire, kind right. of, sort of. I really don't. I'm, I'm never. I've really never grasped his financial like status, but he's a presumed billionaire. I mean, that was such a slouch move. On his part, but I feel like the McGregor would be funny. One of our friends, uh, we'll, we'll refer to him as Sweet Chin, uh, who I think we all know we're discussing. 
Sweet Chin's brother. This kind of reminded me of that the McRib um, post question, but in college, Sweet Chin's brother went to Iowa, I believe, and they were throwing a party and they were saying this band was playing and they set up the stage, they set up this whole thing and there's like a big curtain and when the drop reveals and the curtain drops, it's the band, but they're playing rock band and they're absolutely crushing rock band and video game and it's hooked up to the speakers and they're just playing song after song and they just duped all these people. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. That is a pretty good That is one. pretty good. Speaking you of, get, you can get creative and you can get very uh, jokey or, or funny when it comes to like college themed parties. Like I remember someone, it might have been at UT, I, I don't remember, but there was a, a DJ there and he had like a marshmallow uh, mask on. And like for the longest time, like people thought it was actually marshmallow playing and like it was just a guy wearing a marshmallow helmet. That's hilarious. What do you guys think of party themed parties at our age? Are you for or against? We're 27. Doesn't matter Ish. to me. You're, if or, you're iffy on it? It just depends on what kind of party it is. Like, is it a themed birthday party? Is it like just a themed party in general? Is it like a themed event? Or is it just like, hey, we're, we're having people over for drinks and we're all going to dress up in costumes? Well, I think the last one you listed is kind of slouch. That would be bottom of the barrel for me. And I presume that's why you listed it as such. The themed event is kind of a, a no choice. Like you have to kind of commit. And I actually feel like those are fun. I'm more talking about the theme birthday party or the, I think it kind of just depends on what the theme is. Cause I think one of, yeah. one of our buddies was at a party on Saturday and he told me the theme and it was 1920s. And for me, that is just a really hard theme to commit to. I don't know how why. many, how many times are we going to, Recycle the Great, Great Gatsby, Gatsby. 1920s yeah. flappers, speakeasy, prohibition. Right. I think it's been overdone. We should do a Cold War theme party and see what people come as. <laughs> <laughs> and invite your family, Nick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Russians. The Russians. Yeah, exactly. That's why we were with them this weekend. Uh, you know who else we were with this weekend? Like Toss said, our boys uh, watching football. So football boys, here's how it breaks down. I almost had to sneeze, but I didn't, but I feel it coming on. So we're going to brace ourselves. AFC playoff picture. Titans are in first at eight and two. They have a two game lead followed by the Buffalo Bills, Baltimore Ravens, the Kansas city chiefs who somehow some way are leading the West now in fourth, the Steelers who tied today. And Nick, again, you got to speak on that. My friend, the Patriots at six, six and four. And then you have the Chargers at five and four tie, but they hold the tiebreaker ahead of the Raiders, ahead of the Benjis. And then the Colts, Browns and Broncos are five and five. We're going to skip over the Finns, the Jets and the Jags and the uh, Texans because they're done. That's the AFC right now. NFC is Packers in first with the Cardinals at eight and two Packers hold the tiebreakers, the head to head Dallas at seven and two right behind them. The bucks losing to the football team, six, three Rams, seven and two at five saints, five and four at six Panthers at seven, five and five. And then at four and five and four and five, you have the Vikings and the Falcons. And we'll see what happens with the Niners are at three and five Eagles, four and six. I'm pretty sure the football team, the giants, the Seahawks and the bears at three and six are done. And I'll include the Lions at oh eight and one. I'm pretty sure they are John Bon Jovi living on a prayer. If that at all, they might be sour cream and done. They could still finish 500 though. They could still finish 500, but I'm going to go out on a stretch and say that they're toast. Absolutely done. All right. Listing those biggest surprise in each conference of the playoff teams of the seven playoff teams. What are the biggest surprises and which team that's currently quote unquote, not in the playoffs. Do you foresee jumping into the mix? I mean, not in the playoffs. I, there's not a ton of teams right now that I think that are not in the playoffs that are very fair deserving. I, I really don't. I mean, I think that all the teams that are in the mix right now. Are the ones that are deserving. Okay. Um, I mean, Washington did play a great game against the bucks today. So they look like a team that could, that could go on a run, you know, but I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. And the, the Panthers also, you know, handled Arizona today without Kyler, of course, without DeAndre Hopkins, but presumably if they get cam to be their starter and he pr produces and he's got that mentality that he's just going to go in there and, and change the game, then maybe we give them some love. What a story that would be. Gets cut by new England. Can't find a roster goes back to Carolina. 
after a tumultuous breakup. It wasn't a brutal first, breakup. First pass, he threw a touchdown. First run, he scored a touchdown. Yeah, scored twice today. And Rule says that he's probably going to start next week. Really? Yeah. That's what he said? Wow. Yep. All right. I mean, look, he got signed, what, three days ago? Five, yeah. four days ago? Um, it, it's not the exact same playbook that, no. that he had when he was in Carolina. So they needed to give him some time to adjust. And I think that's why they worked him in there today or on Sunday. Um, they allowed him to just kind of get his feet wet again and get back into it. I mean, ease him in a little bit. He probably learned an abbreviated playbook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, look, I can't imagine a lot of the plays are so crazy different at this point, but I would imagine I mean, it's that a, a lot of it's a Joe, is different. It's a Joe Brady playbook. So well, no, the, it's going to be different, but not like a lot of the plays you run in the NFL are not wildly different from team to team. We've heard, right. we've heard players say that in our show. But I, I think the biggest thing is the verbiage having to get all that down with his team. Right, of course. There's different schemes. And, you know, each, uh, most of these guys come from the same coaching trees. Yeah. So, like, they have the same schemes. All the teams have somewhat of the same philosophies. But yeah, I think you're right. I think that it, it won't take too long for him. I mean, he's been in the league for a lot, a long time and he's used to seeing playbooks left and right. So I have full confidence that he'll figure it out, but it'll be interesting to see if he uh, can, uh, you know, ball out. I mean, he's not that old still. I mean, I think he's still got a lot left in the tank. It's just a mentality thing. I think it's really helped him to come back to Carolina. It's something, a place obviously where his heart is. So it'd be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Toss, are you bummed? Cause I do think that Cam, I'm rooting for him full heart but I think he kind of hampers Joe Brady's ability to really flex what he was able to do at LSU. And I feel like that's been the case thus far with him in the NFL with Bridgewater. Yeah. And Arnold. I mean, I, I do think that he's just kind of a, a coordinator darling to the rest of the league where they look at him in a light that is maybe not necessarily fair in comparison to other coordinators where he's had a short tenure, but I think that people already believe that he has the potential to be a head coach in this league. So I I don't think it really hurts him. And I think that while Cam maybe has limitations as a passer, he also opens things up in the red zone. As we saw today, he didn't need to have a bunch of, you know, a, a high conceptualization of the schemes that Brady wants to utilize. He just did his thing. And he's one of the toughest guys within five yards to bring down. As we saw, like that wasn't just like a, just a QB draw right up the middle or a QB blast. Like he beat them out on the edge in, in like stiff armed two guys and then got past the DB too. It, it's just what that guy can do athletically. There are a few quarterbacks who can, um, and, and that brings different things, different variety to this offense and McCaffrey's getting healthy. And most importantly for this team, if, if they're going to continue to be competitive, their defense has to continue to perform at the high rate that it is. Um, th- there's a lot that they can do with this team just because that defense does a lot for for their offense i mean it, yeah. it puts way less pressure on it and i think that darnold's biggest lapse and mistake is that he just turns the ball over too much like and yeah, yeah so i i think that that team is interesting yeah, obviously they were one of the three and O teams at the very beginning of the season and then they kind of they kind of nosedived but to have them back at 500 right now um is is interesting for me the the two kind of most surprising teams are the the patriots and the Steelers. And I only say the Patriots because they have a rookie QB and it's incredibly impressive what that coaching staff has been able to do to put Mac in a position to succeed. And now here he is, they're six and four and, and they look like one of the most put together teams across the entire NFL. Every game that they've lost has been close. They, they run the ball. Well, they utilize the tight end. Well, their receivers leave some, some to be desired, but Kendrick Bourne, who they signed is, coming into his own Jacoby Myers scored his first touchdown. Let's go baby. Really impressed with, yeah, Nelson Aguilar was a waste of a signing and they paid him way too much money, but you miss, you miss sometimes that happens, but I'm surprised there, but pleasantly surprised. And then the Steelers, I just, they're, they're five and they're five, three and one. They tied today against the worst team in the NFL. Big Ben did not play today, but big Ben is, he's a corpse basically. So how good can this team continue to be? They rely a lot on their defense, but there's just they're limited on offense, even with Najee Harris as as their running back. Yeah, I mean, Big Ben can't throw, and Mason Rudolph's even worse. Like Big Ben's yeah. kind of Big Ben's beyond over the hill, and Mason Rudolph, honestly, time and time again, he proves that he's just pretty much not an NFL quarterback. 
Like he threw yeah. some, he threw some pathetic balls today. Terrible. Hate not, an, not an NFL starter. Not an NFL starter. To clarify, I mean, if you can't, yeah, if you can't get in the game, and produce like even at a, a high at a medium clip, then I I got a question here. Well, we we've seen him come into games as a backup and win last year. Yeah, I mean a couple times, but they were they were he was he's been shaky shaky beef most of the time he's been in the NFL. Right. Sure. He made Duck. He made Duck Hodges look pretty decent. Exactly. So, I mean, if, that, he, if that's saying anything, now? but the, the I mean, the AFC North and the AFC West are crazy close and crazy competitive. The Bengals were on by this week, but they've lost two in a row. They're kind of at a position where they have to start winning games. The Ravens. Yes, they lost on Thursday night, but they're kind of just how good can Lamar play in any given game? Right. And we've seen him be unbelievable this year. And, and he this was basically his first kind of not good game and and they lost because of that. So I think that they're kind of winner die, like, you know, survive or die based on Lamar. And right now they're at the top of that division, but that one's going to, that division's going to be really, really interesting. I know that we lost the dolphins too, but this dolphins team now is very different. And that I, you bring up the game on Thursday and I look at the bills losing to the Jags last week and those are pretty much two inexcusable losses if you're trying to win the Super Bowl. I think. I think this I think that Ravens loss to throw the word out again was pathetic. The Bills lost last week. I don't care what they did against the Jets this week. You can't lose the Jags, let alone put up six points on them. I think You think yeah. the Ravens loss to the Dolphins was pathetic? That's what you're saying? They stay the Ravens the Dolphins aren't good. It was also a two score game too. So yeah, they beat him 22 to 10. Like Brissett had to leave the game. An injured Tua comes in. I mean, their defense is like, okay, it's nothing special. And Lamar was stymied. I think that this Ravens team is a lot of smoke and mirrors. I'm not told them. And the, the thing about the Patriots is like your point answers the answers, you know, the surprise. Good defense, but doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Like Mac Jones does. A, he's look, he's not like coming out here and doing what Mahomes did on Sunday night, 400 yards and five touchdowns, by the way, I think the chiefs, I don't want to like, I know I don't want to save myself from <laughs> sucking off Andy Reed and Patrick Mahomes and Tyree kill and Kelsey. But I do think that this is a coming out party. And I think they're going to get at least back in the fold enough where they could probably win the AFC. Do I think they're going to win the Super Bowl? I really can't say. I think that Rams team, this Packers defense is excellent with or without Russ being healthy. Um, and the Bucks honestly were very, you know, they repulsed me a little bit today. Um, like the Cowboys did last week. So we'll see how they bounce back after a tough loss. But I think this Patriots team is a legit danger to win the AFC if they could somehow win the East. Going on the road to start, especially if you're going on the road, you know, yeah, at an arrowhead in Baltimore as a rookie is not ideal, but I think they have the recipe for success. They're working very well within the system. Mac had a great game. I'm surprised about the Steelers too. I don't, I'm not buying them for a second. Nick is Nick. Please tell the people about what happened to you today. Cause it was horrible. I'll keep it short and sweet. The Steelers please. were our survivor team um, in our survivor pool with a, uh, grand total pot of $77,000 for first place. So <laughs> uh, 3,500 entries started going into this week. I think there was 380 left and uh, we had the Steelers and they couldn't get it done against the lions and a tie also knocks you out from survivor. So needless to say, Friar Muth is maybe your least favorite player in the NFL right now. Yep. He's up there. Deontay Johnson also in the mix. The Deontay Johnson one was like careless, bad. careless. Well, the and the the toughest kind of part of that toughest part of that loss too is that just like we talked about, the Ravens lost on Thursday night. I'm sure a lot of people had them yep. picked against the Dolphins. Twenty two. The Bucks lose to the Washington Football Team. I mean, there were teams that were supposed to win this week that did not. Yeah, twenty two percent of the league was knocked out with the Ravens' loss, and then I think eighteen percent was knocked out with the Steelers' loss. I think 27 teams had the Bucks, so it would it was a big hit this week for the survivor pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. Right. Our I condolences, to of course. Out. Yeah, we were rooting for you. You know, next year when we're in it with you guys, me and Toss and our duo with you know our buddy George, we'll have a trio, and then we'll either maybe win together, be competitive against each other. It could be like a Squid Games thing where like we're the last two teams to survive which would be pretty epic. Um, 
but it, I, I really do as your friend, you know, I was there rooting with you wholeheartedly. I hate to see you go down um, this early. Well, not this early, but you know, before at least like week 13. Well, it's even, it's just insult to injury when it's a tie too. Yeah, when they yeah. should have won the game, when the lions miss a field goal that should have ended the game. And then the Steelers are presented this gift and yep. they do everything they need to do. And then they fumble the ball when they're in field goal range, when Boswell had a, re- a really, really good game. Yeah. yeah, no, they fumbled twice. So it, it was just ridiculously disappointing. But same thing happened to us last year, too. We made it really far. I think we were like a top like 30 team in the in the pool. And there was like 20 something, 2,800 entries last year. And we made it to the top 30. And we lost because we took the Falcons against the Chargers. And that was the game that like Matt Ryan threw like a pick to end the Horrible. game. And, yeah, I remember that. And that was, I remember that one of our buddies who we'll refer to as Ray Charles. He wanted to take the Falcons, and you were kind of iffy on that. Is that correct, Nick? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't want to pick against the Chargers, but then again, the Chargers have let me down all season long. So I figured, you know, I would go against the grain, but it actually worked out not that way. So, yeah. Sorry, man. Well, do, do we know? I mean, speaking of the Chargers, uh, we talked about the AFC North a little bit. The AFC West to me is becoming clearer and clearer what this division is the hierarchy within this division is do do y'all feel the same way about that very much so i think this i turned to nick at one point during the game i'm like y'all are still a defensive player away there's something missing in the linebacker pass rushing group but i still think that the chargers are the second best team in the division i mean he's not like broncos lost the eagles at home right and and the raiders their their team's just in shambles it's it's they're just not in a good position it's the, one of the worst. I, I seriously think outside of like Penn State. I mean, there's this thing going on with the Blackhawks right now that's obviously not good. But outside of Penn State, maybe the Baylor situation, even that, this is one of the worst, at least, teams I've seen as far as what's happened with them in this season. Like absolute turmoil and like just like a series of ridiculous events. Like the head coach being fired for the racist emails is not out of the realm of possibility. Obviously the rugs thing is horrific. And then the Arnett thing is just one of the most bizarre. And again, not really talked about things we've seen. Um, but yeah, I think the hierarchy is becoming clear. I think the chargers, they have it. They just got to put it together. They just got to close. I feel like they just don't close well at all. It's unfortunate too, because like, you know, they Keenan has Keenan's great. Herbert's awesome. All the players are there. They just got, I th- I don't dislike Roundtree and I love Eckler as a player. I just wish they had more of a compliment to him as well. That's like me personally feeling that. I just think that from what I see, it's the same kind of criticism that we have for a lot of young guys in basketball who are going to, we expect to be top five players, but are not yet there. And for me, Herbert, there's a consistency factor or rather an inconsistency factor where he's not bringing it every single game. He's not being nearly perfect every single game and unfortunately in the nfl you basically have to be and i thought he missed a lot of throws today and this isn't the first game where i've felt that way um but obviously when he looks great he looks like the best quarterback in the league but he just has to be more consistent and some of that is you know the the weapons around him i think teams have started to figure out mike williams i don't think that even though roundtree got in the end zone for his first score today that that he gives them enough between the tackles but they're, yeah, there's they're close though. They, it, like, and I I really mean that. Like, I think they're the really fun to watch. Good, I think the Vikings are a good team. Yeah, and this was this was do or die for Zimmer. He had to win this game. Well, he would have been toast. He'd been fired. Three and six would have been fired. Because have looked good. good. Yeah, they've blown multiple games. Team's good. Um, quick quick gut check. Who's midseason pretty much Super Bowl pick MVP. And if you want, you could throw me a defensive player, rookie of the year. Both don't feel pressured. Those awards become a bit more clear as the season goes on. But I feel like we can kind of distinguish at least the MVP and Super Bowl pick right now. If you want to kick, Nicholas. Me. Okay. Um, sorry, my, my screen's loading really quickly, really slowly. Sorry. You got pulling just, up the wait, game. Just, just don't talk for three seconds so I could see like a pause. Okay. Uh, my Super Bowl pick, you know, it's changed a lot since the season started. Um, but 
I'm going to go. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Green Bay. Um, I've been kind of shaky on them all mm-hmm. season. And at times it seems like that locker room has turned against Aaron Rodgers, but they did take care of business today. One seventeen to nothing. And everyone knows they've got a great offense that can just perform no matter what, no matter who's out um, besides Aaron, of course, cause Jordan love did not perform, but their defense is clicking. So that's a, you know, a cocktail that is not good for anybody when those two factors are, are, are clicking at the same time. So I would put them as my Super Bowl pick. And then for MVP, um, Rogers has definitely got to be up there. Um, Brady, I think, still has the MVP for my vote. Uh, he had a pretty shaky game today, but um, you know, the whole season he's been great. Mm, nice. Good picks. Good picks. Toss? Yeah, I mean, welcome to the dark side a little bit here, Nick. I'm I'm with you. I've I've been the Packers were my pick from the beginning of the season, and I I still think that with the defense clicking, like you said, push humps a shove. Rodgers is he just gets it done on the field and all the antics outside the the immunized the vaccinated all of that he's just he is a joy to watch when he plays um and and he wins and he makes every guy around him so much better I will say watching that game today their offense was not as good as it could have been and part of that reason is they still really only have Devonte Adams as a wide receiver. Randall Cobb is a nice security blanket. He runs good routes and, and you know, he's not going to drop passes, but Alan Lazard <laughs> drops a lot of passes. MVS might as well not even be out there. They just need other guys. I mean, Amari Rogers had like a nice flash in the pan when Devonte Adams was gone, but they don't have enough. I'm, I'm really surprised that they weren't able to, coerce Odell to come to that team because it, move it, the deadline. it seems like they really could have used some extra help, especially now that Aaron Jones is going to be out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. AJ Dillon, who I'm, I'm grateful that I have him on my fantasy team. Cause I think he's an RB one. That's been in an RB two slot, uh, you know, for the last, at least this year. Cause I think yeah. he's incredibly talented. Um, he's just, he's huge. It's it's, just, it's terrifying to bring that guy down, but I think I think you're absolutely right, Nick. They're just clicking on all cylinders. Josh, I'm interested to hear who who you think um, can kind of give them a run for their money. MVP, though, I, I'm really unsure of right now. I think there's a lot of guys. We talked about Lamar. Lamar's been really he's been great this year. He's fourth been fourth awesome. in rushing. Fourth in rushing. If that team clearly wins that division by a game or two, um, and and you know they're in the playoffs, I think that and his stats end up where they are right now. It's tough to not put that guy in as your MVP. And then he's got two of them, which is crazy. If Mahomes turns, if he flips the script and they end up as a one or two seed in the AFC, like how can you not give it to that guy? So Brady's obviously there. Rogers, even with missing the one game, Kyler hurts that he missed two. But if that team ends up, you think he's done for sure? I mean, I think if that team ends up think you can miss only time. losing, really? I think you kind of have to back kind of perfect. I think you have to be. It's t- it, there's so many good because like we're you all the guys you guys listed is. I mean, I think Stafford at this pace can win it. We'll see how he yeah. does with Odell. He Stafford could easily win it. I would say he looks he looks a bit banged up too though. He's had a couple of rough games. Yeah, I I think that if the Rams finishes a top three team because of the whole narrative, I think they give it to him. I think the team that really can give the Packers a run for their money in the NFC. And again, I love the Packers pick because if it goes through Lambeau, it is an absolute train wreck. I would say my pick to give the Packers a run for their money. And I know they got absolutely trounced last week and toss. You looked at me after they trounced the Falcons today and said, we needed last week to happen just as the Packers needed the saints to happen. I think if that Cowboys offense is clicking on all cylinders, it is an absolute nightmare to keep up with because there's no facet on offense that they are not good at. If everyone is healthy, they have lamb, they have Gallup and they have Cooper three, very different multi-talented receivers. You have Ezekiel Elliott, who's playing under the radar. Some of the best football he's played in years. You have Tony Pollard, who's maybe one of the best backups in all of football. And obviously when Dak is on, Dak is on the offensive line is great. And defense, defensive rookie of the year could easily and probably should be Micah Parsons. So, and just, Diggs could be, Diggs is going to finish top five in defensive player of the year. At this rate. I just think that our defense is too young right now. 
I think I, I, we haven't played in a playoff game with this defense together yet. And we just, I, some of our guys, you know, our, our, our veterans, Neil's been there. Curse has been in the NFL for a little while. Gregory's been there. Lawrence, when he comes back, like he's been there, but, but a lot of these guys are young and they're talented, but they need the playoff reps to get there. Um, but you're right. If, if our offenses, if, if we get red hot, it doesn't really matter what our defense does because no one could, no one can score with us. So I'm saying like the Packers, yeah, like they blanked the Seahawks. That Seahawks defense by and large has been wildly disappointing. On top of that, Russ is hurt. And they only put up 17 points against them. So at home, like, are they yeah. really going to be able to keep up with the Cowboys in a gun show? I don't necessarily know. The Bucks can, the Rams can. It's my only caveat in the Packers. That being said, if Jones and Dylan are healthy, and I think you're very right. much right, Toss, that Dylan has the RB1 potential and they're starting to run teams. Well, and that's, and that we saw with the Broncos game, that's the recipe for success against the Cowboys. You take the ball out of their hands. You don't let Dak and the offense get clicking. You win the time of possession twofold. You have to double their time of possession, if not almost triple it. Mm. And that's how you beat them. And, and Dylan and Jones can do that if they're clicking. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. But no um, one in the AFC. We, we're not buying the Titans whatsoever. Not even a little. I don't buy anybody in the AFC. Not even close, actually, because I think that the Titans without Derrick Henry are good not great their defense is fine it's good you know i don't think it's i don't think it's a top five defense at the end of the day i think the run game will prove to be very suspect they have no one across from aj brown julio's a shell i think the bills are very hot and cold i don't think they are who we thought they were i think the chiefs are still the best team in the afc and i think at the end of the day they can put it together and piece together and go on that run but based off what we've seen outside this Raiders game, I'm not entirely sold on them. And I don't think any of us are. I think the Rams, the, the Packers, the Cowboys, the fully healthy Cardinals team, and the Bucks are still all better than every team in the AFC. I very much stand by that. Yeah, I think it's tough to argue. Yeah, the one team we didn't really talk about is the Rams. And I think the one thing about them is they're built for this, right? So when push comes to shove, there are a lot of guys. And as, as long as they're willing to swallow their pride and, and just play their role, do their thing, they're they're going to be tough to beat. They brought in even with the Woods o injury. Yeah, the Woods injury is terrible. They brought in Odell Beckham Jr. and it's exciting and that's getting a lot of the press. But I feel like it's completely glossed over the fact that they just fucking brought in Von Miller. Yeah, he hasn't played yet. Played Von Von tonight. Miller with Aaron Donald in the middle, clogging up the middle. And you got Jalen on the outside. And the, yeah, and the best DB in the game. <laughs> like, is that not a nightmare? Like, every level is absolutely covered. And Vaughn can play stand-up, you know, or, or down in, in, on the line. I mean, it's just whatever they need him to do. It is just a nightmare. And he's still got it, for sure. <laughs> it's honestly a really good move for the Broncos because they are not necessarily – they could sneak into the playoffs based on, um, you know, but they are getting another team that's hot and cold. Uh, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is the answer. Unfortunately, he's just like stopgap quarterback that we'll see bounce around from team to team until, you know, they, they that franchise draft. He's going to be like Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. It's a great call. I was going to say like poor man's Alex Smith, which is probably Fitzpatrick. Um, but he's just I, like such a different vibe, though, right? Yeah, I mean, people he's likable. He's rude. Teddy. People. Teddy just is a little bit more. He's a little more timid with his decision making, and because of that he maybe doesn't lose you as many games, but he also, because he's timid with his decision-making doesn't win you as many games as Fitzpatrick does. Cause that so, guy, yeah, he just doesn't care. No, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think Teddy Bridgewater's at this point is career really winning many playoff games. I really don't. Maybe one you get lucky with, but one or two, there's no way you're going far quick, with him. Quick, quick thing for y'all um, teams just off the top of your head that have to make a quarterback change. It's a good question. At, at this point, right now, as I see it, uh, obviously the Panthers, because clearly they're the rest of their roster is pretty much there. They could use some offensive line help, but who can't, right? And I think that obviously the Darnold injury is not only a train wreck, but every point up until before he got hurt, he he really was slowing down and coming to a screeching halt. 
I mean, I don't think this Cam Newton thing is going to be sustainable for the for the future. I think it's going to be a fun thing to go about this year and watch him go out and blaze of glory. But I'd be shocked if he was the week one starter next year. So, Josh, um, are you are you officially giving up your lease on Donald Island? On Donald Island, yeah, I'm out. It's over. <laughs> Done. Finally, I know. I wanted to. I wanted to hang on USC product. I'm curious to see what happens with Rodgers and Russ at the end of the year. Uh, we threw out Denver. They need a quarterback change. Um, I'll trade my Darnold Island for my... For Derek Carr Island? For my uh, uh, Drew Locke Island. I was never on that island. Not even once. Other people were on that island. That's I very think good. that's like my... I'll take mm-hmm. that as a trade. Um, I think there's a lot of teams. I'm curious to see... I, I mean... Buffalo, no. New England, no. Miami, probably not. Jets, no. Ravens, Steelers, no. Yes. Yes. Steelers, without a doubt. I think that's number one because it's clear that the guys they have who are backing up, Ben can't do it. And I don't think Ben can really do it this year. I mean, he has not performed. He does not look anywhere near dangerous. They need to address that this draft. It's, it's Russell Wilson. I think this draft is bad for quarter. If you're going into this draft and you're taking a quarterback in the first round, it is an absolute utter crapshoot. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, or or you go out and get a free agent, like you just said. So we'll see what happens. But they're they're a team that is always primed to win, but they need the right guy behind center. Mm-hmm. Taking a quarterback in the first round absolutely skeeves me out. If if you, unless you really know or have a good system in place, I think they actually do. The, the Texans. They have to be on that list for sure. Of course, of course, the Lions. Yeah, but really? I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I don't think they. I mean, I guess I don't because they have, he has no weapons. Like he's nothing. I mean, Hawkinson and Swift, but like there's no receivers on that team. I think that Gotho would probably want to get out of there if he possibly can. But I also think that at the top. You kind of got to take you got to take Thibodeau out of Oregon if you're the Lions. Like you can't pass up on that. Like you're not taking Coral, you're not taking Howell, you're not taking Strong out of Nevada, or you could take Malik Willis out of Liberty, but he's out of Liberty. You're gonna take the quarterback out of Liberty first overall over a massive defensive edge. Like that'd be insanity to me. I can't imagine there's gonna be a quarterback taken in the first five picks. I really don't think so. So I think it's a situation of where. There are a oh. lot of teams that need them. You also got to consider who's picking in the first five picks, right? As it stands right now, you got Detroit, you got Texans, you got the Jets, you got uh, Miami, right? The Jags. I mean, those are the teams that, and which of those teams, I mean, not the Jags, probably not the, the Dolphins, but the Texans, yes, perhaps, right? Well, the Dolphins pick is owned by the Eagles. The Eagles have three picks right now as it stands in the top 15. Oh, How crazy well. is that? You know what? I think the Eagles are another team that you can consider to make a move as well. I mean, Jalen has been shaky, and he's been putting up great fantasy numbers, but that's just because he can run well. He's not mm-hmm. producing with his arm that much. I mean, his accuracy isn't that great. Yes, he doesn't have his main weapons either, but Devontae Smith isn't bad. Um, and they're just he's not winning enough games. And yes, they won this week, but... Regardless, that that's another organization that needs to be prime time. That needs to have a quarterback. Yeah, I also I, mean, I think it's a great question, Toss. Is there a team that we mentioned? I think that, that like, I also think the Eagles are even. They're even performing above their pay grade a little bit. Like this was a team that we thought was supposed to be one of the worst teams in the NFL, if not the worst. And here they are at four and six. So I think that I completely agree with what you're saying, Nick. I think. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And like, I, not to say that Jalen can't be that guy. I think we've talked about this at Ignazium on this show, what we feel about the, the first round. And if you don't have to go get a quarterback, go get as many other players as you possibly can to fill out that roster. And that Eagles roster needs a lot of things. But it also comes down to just missing on picks. Like we were talking about Jalen Rager earlier today, and that's a huge miss, right? And like, it's a joke. yeah. Yes, you hit on Devonta Smith. You have Dallas Goddard, who's a good tight end. You are supposed to have Miles Sanders, and he's not healthy, right? You Now you have Quez Watkins, who got picked up off the street, basically, and he's playing. Like, they just, they're just strapped for cash, basically. And they're going to have to start hitting on these draft picks. And it's a good thing they have three of them. They they'd better take advantage. And I don't think it's, you don't force the issue even still to go get a quarterback when you have Gardner, and Jalen, who can at least be, they can be competent. 
you got to build the defense. Take all three of those picks and just go defensive side of the football and then see where we're at. Get three def- It's a good defensive draft. There's a lot of good corners available in this one. There's ob- obviously, if you're picking at the top and you have the edge from Oregon, you have the safety from Notre Dame, you have the cornerback from LSU, but then you have the cornerback from Cincy, you have the D line yep. from AM. There's a lot of good defensive players. So if I'm just going to, I'm not going to sit there and just pick a quarterback for the sake of defensive lineman from Georgia. That guy's a beast. Davis is a beast. I mean, we'll see what happens to Adam Anderson. He's got a rape case against him, which is obviously not good. Um, so we'll also have to see how all that plays out. But he's a guy that can go early if he's cleared. Um, but I think it's a great question. I I don't know. I'm not excited about the draft class of quarterbacks. Um, but wildly enough, there are a lot of teams that need them. So someone will make that that pick right there. Yeah. Um, if you're looking for some college football talk, be sure to check out our sister pod. Horns up talking Texas with Quan Cosby, where we'll be sure to go into the craziness that happened in college football this week. Of course, the Texas game played Kansas, but also uh, and and the Texas first Gonzaga basketball game. But of course, Oklahoma's lost to Baylor um, and the rest of the college football playoff rankings that are coming out on Tuesday. Yeah, I'm hoping. Honestly, I think we should just hit Quan up. I'm going to say air it out on the show. We probably should hit Quan up and see if he wants to talk some college football because I can maybe do 10, 10 minutes of that Kansas game or else I may vomit and cry and, and crap my pants all at the same time. And I think we're all in pretty much agreement uh, there. Um, a lot of good NFL talk. I think we get into on the radio show slash our next podcast. A lot of NBA, the NBA shaking out a lot of superstars a little slow to the start a lot of guys like katie and steph have been phenomenal toss you i will say you threw one question at us before we got on um with the warriors what was the number you put at the loss like how many losses do we think we could have can they get less than less than 15 was my statement less than 15 losses which is kind so of not, crazy not setting their record yeah right but they've lost two games at this point um they lost tonight against or last night now that you're listening to this uh, against the Hornets in a very close game. But it, it seems like this team, if they're in close games, they win. If they're losing in the second quarter, they come back and roar ahead in the third quarter. And they've also won games where Steph hasn't even played that well, but he's also played phenomenally in a couple of other games. So this is just a team that they look like they're at the three quarter mark of the season. And it's like, we're like just over 10 games in. What's their record? It's it's 74 wins, right? Eight Three. losses? 73, 73 and, nine, and nine, which is that, yes. Single it's, digit losses in an NBA season. That's ridiculous. Dude, they, they did so many but stupid they didn't, things. But they didn't win the championship that year. No, Doesn't so matter, right? Matter. Nope. Uh, but I guess we are, we're confident enough that my bet at Bet Online at AG is going to hit, right? 48 and a half. Season wins. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna smoke yeah. that. You and you're I are sitting that. pretty in the catbird seat. You with your Warriors 48 and a half, me with my Pelicans under 38 and a half. The Pelicans are the worst team in the NBA. <laughs> on right on now. betonline.ag. On betonline.ag, second worst team in the NBA. Sorry not to correct you there because they won on Sunday night. Oh, that's right. The Rockets are now the worst team in the NBA. Let me let me let me go back to your I first of all, I think the Warriors are gonna lose more than 15, but I think it's gonna be close. Um, 15 is just such a small number. That is such a crazy number. Um, but you know what? They don't even have clay back yet. And like, and like right. they're not even fully healthy. So maybe I'm crazy and clay comes back and he's just putting up 28 game. And they well, but there also could be some growing basketball. pains when he comes back too. It's their point differential too, is being crazy compared to everyone else in the NBA. I mean, they're the only team in double digit point differential, um, in the, all of the NBA. Draymond they're, is so it's, good. It's, they average 13 Point three points more than their opponents. I think the next closest that I'm looking at right now is 6.7 by the Utah Jazz. Who, I mean, there's a lot. The NBA is a crapshoot. I, I really need to see a lot more play out, but Steph and KD are right now kings of the castle. Me and T-Mac Butter Noodles, who is in Vegas, he goes, what futures bet do you want to put on? I'm like, he goes, do you want to do NBA? I'm like, sure. He goes, the NBA finals, I'll go, I'm down. I go start listing the teams and then we settled on $50 each for the bulls to win the finals <laughs> 50 to win two grand. For, but well, but I think it's important to note that you also said 4,000. Yeah. You also settled on that decision for Nick and myself as well, which we're appreciative of, of course, that, that Tommy was butter noodles was willing to throw down 
that Kashish for us. But no, no, it was just me and him. I said, me and oh, John, oh, oh. I didn't hook you guys for 50 for no reason. That's what Nick, were you? Under That's that? what I thought too. Okay. I thought the, we, well, we the, were the, under that impression. The, the text, the text said like Tommy just threw a bed in for us. That's what it said. And oh, we're like, what are you talking me and about? Him, me and him. Sorry. I thought you. Oh, no, not for us. I mean, yeah, but I that's guess... why we were like the bulls. I don't know if we want. That. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Thanks. I'm not going to do for that. the input. I'm not going to just throw your guys money around. No, it's crazy. No, it's for me and him. You guys are not going to be on that sh- either sinking ship or that carnival cruise, whatever we decide, whatever happens with the bulls. Um, but let me ask you this. We got to probably wrap up in a hot sec. Do what's the higher number? Rockets wins or Warriors losses. Mm. Rockets are one in twelve right now. By the probably, way, probably, probably uh, the higher number would be. Do the Rockets win Rock- more games than the Warriors lose? Uh, here's here's the thing between the two is that yes. the Warriors care no. about. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're saying Nick? You're saying that the Rockets win less games than the Warriors. I think, I think the Rockets are going to win less than like 15 games. And I think the Warriors probably sit around 15 losses. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think a lot of it has to do with what they're playing for. And the Warriors are playing for seeding and seeding matters in the playoffs to have that home court advantage at the Oracle center. And And the Rockets are playing for a pick. (laughs) The Rockets are playing for a pick and they're also playing to get their young guys as much minutes and runtime together as they possibly can. They do not care about the outcome of these games. They just want Jalen green and Alperin Shingun and Josh Christopher to play together and play with KPJ. They just, they just all want to be out there. They're giving them big minutes and it's hurting them obviously in a lot of games. Cause these guys have never played NBA basketball before up until this year. So, but, but they don't care. Steven Silas doesn't care about that. They're it's a long haul for them. Yeah, it's they, a good franchise too. It's like a desirable place to go and play. It's like a historic franchise that. I and they also they lose less. They lose. They win less than fifteen games, and they don't. They're not like. They're not mad about it. They're not sad about it. They know what they're supposed to be. You just got to win more than ten because obviously the Bobcats lost had only won seven games in that lockout season. But there was also the situation like like 2016 or 17 where the Sixers only won like 10 games. You can't be doing that. You got to win like 12 or more, 13 or more. If you're winning less than 13 games, you're going 10 or less. Like it, it actually is like pathetic. If, yeah. you, if, if they win, I don't think it's going to happen. If they win less than seven games, like seven or less, which would be insanity, I actually – may bring back the conversation of can a college team beat an NBA team? Cause maybe the best college team we've ever seen could beat that team. I don't know if they win less than seven games. That is pitiful. And I'm so in the other direction of that, that debate. I say all the time, I think it's the craziest debate of all time because there's no way, but that would be one situation where I'd be like, all right, let's maybe press play on that debate. Um, a lot of good questions, a lot of good pondering here, guys. Those obviously couldn't see us on video. Nick looked so sick in the way he was wearing his um his earphones today. They were almost like a visor. You kind of looked like Cyclops from X Men. Uh, Thanks, man. I'm going ready. for like a Star Wars uh, like pilot look right now. Cowboy Bebop look right yeah. now. Um, go check that out when it comes Red out. Leader. What's up, Red Leader? What are we doing? Our friend's dad directed it. Um, we'll call her. Uh, we'll think of a name for her uh, on the next show. So stay tuned on that one. Fans out there, drag both feet inbounds. Sister. Uh, yeah, we'll call her sister. Uh, intern. Dra- intern sister. We drag both feet inbounds. I'm going to full count. With that puck. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they're free. And hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they are free. Because they are free. We outro. We love you.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.